Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thirsty Thursday edition of The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras in California. But as we all know, I do not do this program by my lonesome. No, no, I am the co-host from the East Coast. That's the East Coast is the coast with the most co-hosts. That's me. I'm Keith Hernandez. It's great to be with you, Craig, where we bring you the rundown with 2A views and conservative news here on Thirsty Thursday. So now, Mike, uh, by the way, as you all know, uh, his name is actually Mike Piłowski. But if you are a regular watcher of the show, you will know that uh, Keith Hernandez is playing a significant role in his, uh, how shall we say, your, 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 your dream life. My, my, uh, my, uh, my shot show delirium recovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. And I, and I heard from a bunch of people yesterday after the broadcast, uh, you know, they just get contacted me like I was Keith. In fact, at this point, I would, would not be surprised if uh, Keith did not contact me himself. And I've met Keith before, uh, but I don't like we're friends or anything. It was like yeah. a fundraiser and I totally embarrassed myself in front of him, but you no surprise there, right? How is, how is that? Who do you not embarrass yourself in front of? Listen, I, I, I'm I'm a big Keith Hernandez fan, right? Right. Uh, uh, always have been. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when he was a ball player, he was he was my guy, my position on my team, and I walked right up to him and introduced myself, and I said, "I'm Keith Hernandez." And I was like, <laughs> he said, "Well, well, see, the only strange. difference between Keith this Hernandez. incident and other incidents what? is that this time you were at, you were actually embarrassed." Uh, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I meant to say I'm Keith Hernandez, and and then I was like, what? Why did I keep saying that? I have no idea. Uh, um, and uh, my wife just grabbed me and said, it just don't worry about it, just and don't. walked away. <laughs> just grabbed me and walked away. You know, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't, I don't know why I kept saying that. I don't know why I kept saying that. You know, I very rarely do it, but when I fan, when I go fanboy, I I don't go halfway. So, <laughs> oh yeah, listen, um. It's totally cool. Listen, I'm not one of the big autograph seekers, you know, and I, I do get balls signed and stuff, but it's usually old batting practice balls, so they know I'm not trying to sell them on eBay or anything. Um, right. But yeah, I just totally froze with him. It was just, mm. it was weird. Yeah, it was a weird one. But, it uh, is weird, but it does, it does in fact happen. It does in yeah. fact happen. Uh, how yeah. has your yeah. uh, Thirsty Thursday uh, gone so far? Uh, you know, a little bit, uh, still a little bit hoarse, so I'm trying to... Uh, drink uh, uh you know responsibly to keep the uh the the pipes lubricated here uh and i mean by responsibly i mean uh not so much alcohol as is uh you know regular you know wd-40 kind of fluids to keep everything going flow and well but uh you know we haven't really told many tales from shot show craig while we've been here no no we haven't and that's probably for a reason <laughs> i have been relay this uh it was last thursday where you and i were were doing uh radio and tv and podcasts and everything uh just jamming them out uh while we were in uh on las vegas in the uh beretta media zone and uh both you and i recognized we 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 had very little voice left you know, when we were when we, we were interviewing eric pratt over at uh, goa and it was funny because yeah. A lot of the interviews we were doing them, they would sit down, they would sit down in front of Mike and do arms room radio. And then they would, uh, and I would have someone sitting in front of me and we'd be doing the rundown. And then literally the guests would just swap, swap seats and bam, we were right back at it. It was uh, quite the assembly line. If you saw arms, or excuse me, if you saw uh, uh, rundown video clips last week and I wasn't in it, it's because I was interviewing somebody else at the same time. 
Well, I mean, a lot of times when you look at the reason. shot of just me, of me, you, yeah. you saw, we saw your back. So you were in it. You yeah. just weren't doing yeah. the interview. <laughs> right. I was interviewing somebody else for a different program. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, but yeah, you and I recognized Thursday night that there was no voice left and we still had a full day left to go. At least I did. Um, yeah. And we went to the, uh, the after hours uh, facility to, uh, to, to have our meetings. Mm-hmm. And you and I had to basically sat outside the perimeter pouting because we knew we couldn't go inside all the way because we'd have to speak loudly and lose our voices. So it was like we were there, but we were told, don't talk to anybody. Oh, yeah. You see a friend you're like. We were just pounding. We were like waving. And, and that was it was it. so and bad was, on our last interview of the day. We almost had them do the closing. <laughs> I've had to do that before. I've had to do that before with uh, with Major Bill. I've done that with previous yeah. producers. When I had no voice at all and wanted to get an interview done, I made somebody else do the interview for me. Right. <laughs> you know, my my questions, you know, uh, it certainly so just be like that. Sometimes. But, but, but we like got that. over it this year. And, and again, I'm gonna, listen, it's it's not like we're not taking care of ourselves. Right. You and I literally did uh, 50 interviews, yeah. you know, uh, while we were there. Yeah. Um, well, so and, and, and here's the thing. That's where we meet folks who are going to be potential sponsors, where we're going to broadcast yeah. from. We meet people to to do giveaways. Uh, so it's important for us to do those evening meetings because once again, that's where you get people to make commitments and uh, you really kind of bond, build that relationship to get them to, to, to become supporters and, uh, and to do that's where the deals are made. And so, yeah, listen, I'm not even talking about that part. I'm talking, we did 50 on air interviews, Oh yeah, you know, you, you know, where, where everybody else did five, you know, that week, you know? Yeah, that was inter- that was actually interesting. We probably broadcast more content from there from the media zone than than just about anybody. By the way, that includes uh, the Shot Show TV folks. We were we were declared by Shot Show and the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They declared us the anchor of the media center this year. So. Yes, sir, Bob. Yes, sir, Bob. So, uh, yeah. looking forward to doing that again next yeah. year. Yeah. All yeah. right. Now, with that, we we probably should probably get on talking about some news. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. We're going to start off with story number one. Story number one is Breyer to retire. That's right. Uh, Justice Stephen Breyer of the Supreme Court has decided that it's time to hang up those spurs. Now, the reason he has decided this, uh, well, largely has to do with the fact that there is a Democrat president. Uh, And, uh, well, they want to make sure that they replace a Democrat with a Democrat. Because as we all know, there's actually a, how shall we put it? I don't want to call it conservative because there's actually only five solid conservative justices. And then there's one who kind of goes back and forth depending on, on, depending on the issue. And that would be the chief justice. But it's, it's really kind of a, a six to three center right uh, majority there on the Supreme Court uh, and a five four uh, conservative versus liberal. Well, they're, so they're interested in looking to make sure that they at least maintain that one seat. Because if it, once again, I'm pretty, they're pretty sure that that uh, Biden is going to lose, and when Biden loses, uh, they would they would hate to see another Republican get uh, get appointed uh, to that seat. Now, this is an interesting one because uh, well, one of the things to note is that there is a currently a 50-50 tie in the Senate, which means that Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, will be the uh, will be the deciding vote. Should there be a vote, uh, though she would be the deciding vote, unless of course you had Republicans come over and agree to support whoever it is that the Democrats decide to nominate, who Biden decides to nominate. 
Now, the interesting part about this has more to do with Biden's the commit, uh, commitment that Biden made, which was basically he had committed to, he stands by his pledge to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Now, Mike, the, here's the interesting thing about this. And, and literally, this it, it took a while for this to, to hit me. So when they're looking at nominating people, right? First of all, if you look at the list of people who are on the short list of black women who are, are potential nominees, most of them either have no judicial experience, have no really high... When I say high level, I'm talking at the federal level, arguing at the Supreme Court or serving as, as an appellate justice or anything like that, they either have very little history because they just got, they just got uh, uh, nominated to their, to their particular court, uh, uh, bench or they have none, right? But there is one who served a high-level position, in legal, a high-level legal position uh, that is, is being bantered about, and that is... Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, uh, the only reason she's being bantered around, because no one's ever talked about her as a strong legal mind, is because it would be a great way to get her out of the vice president's seat so they could actually put somebody in there who would have a chance of winning in 2024. But here's the problem. If she's nominated, she would also at the same time be the, be the tie-breaking vote uh, for that nomination. I mean, dude, this thing has all sorts of crazy kooky drama uh, <laughs> in it, doesn't it? Uh, you know what? I don't even think it gets to that. Listen, I, I do believe that uh, she is a viable candidate for them. You know, they want to they want to put her in here. The Democrats want to put her in here because this is the perfect scenario for getting getting rid of her out of the VP seat, right? Um, this is the perfect scenario for now they can actually put somebody in uh, in in the the number two seat there at the vice presidency that may have a, a shot in, uh, you know uh, in, in the dark there at getting a nomination uh, by their own once they become appointed president right because we know Biden is not going to make it through so they're looking to they're looking to get rid of the current replacement for the president because she can't handle the job we know that and if we put her up there where she's one of nine okay she's one of nine. That's okay. We can dump her off up there. Uh, she would be the least qualified Supreme Court justice. We we know that. Um, but you know what? Uh, is it it's, is it better for the country? Great, uh, probably so. Uh, but I don't think it ever gets to the point where we have to worry about her being nominated because uh, there's no way. You know, if this goes now, if this goes before the midterms, and we have the fifty fifty split, uh, there's no way that there's no way fifty Democrats vote for her. There's, 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 there's no way that the, you know, people like a uh, mansion are going to look at this and say, wow, if we let this go 50, 50, then she gets to be the deciding vote. You know, his, his, his moral, uh, uh, you know, is his morality in, in, in politics would not, I don't think would allow him to do that. You know, he's, he's had to stay, he stood up and said, I can't vote the way my party wants to, because it's not the way my constituents want me to. So well, she I, would I have, have to recuse. I, no, her, I would think she would have to recuse herself from that vote. Yeah, but if she recuses herself, that means uh, it's the Speaker of the House, right? Is 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 next in line? Because no, I mean, uh, no, does I she mean, recuse her? Does she no, she can't. No, I'm talking about from the president? vote. She would have to recuse herself from the vote. She can't recuse Correct. herself from the vote as as the uh, for she can. She doesn't have to give up her seat or position as Vice President until she is actually. 
confirmed well, as that's a what Supreme I'm saying. Court you know, justice. This is the dilemma. This is right. the, listen, we need, we need constitutional scholars to right. look at this. If she was only recusing herself from the vote right. of, of, of a tied Senate vote, Right. Who does it next? Well, well no we one know gets what to vote. If she, no one can step in and vote. No one can step in and vote. So it ends up in a 50-50 tie. The vote fails. Well, you know, but I'm not sure, right? Because that's what I'm saying. There's always a, there's always a contingency in the government to make sure we don't end up with a 50-50 tie sitting there with a thumb up our ass. Right? Well, but uh, no, no, actually, actually, there's not because as the 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 vote in the Senate is a part of her position as vice president, unless she resigns right. as vice president. Right. And someone else is appointed to be vice president. Then the vote lies with her. Now, she has a clear conflict of interest, so she would have to recuse herself. There would be a 50 50 vote, which would basically mean vote fails. Right. Right. 50-50 vote, vote fails. She is not vice she is not the Supreme Court justice. So maybe and maybe that's the play. Maybe the right. play is she resigns as vice president because she's been promised the nomination to Supreme Court. Then does it still happen? Does it well, still play yeah. out? You know, then who have then whoever is well, no, then there's still a problem because you have to appoint a vice president. I believe they would have to be confirmed. Correct. And then they would get to vote. Well, so do you hold the so vice presidential confirmation first? Already. He's like, which ones do you hold first? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. I right. I don't see it happening. Although it would be it would be very very interesting to see the uh, the the cluster uh, buster, <laughs> we'll call it, yeah. uh, if that were to happen. Yeah, you know. So my my, my first questions are: Do you know the first they need to they need to play all these scenarios out in their head, right. both both sides, right? That won't happen. And figure out is this best to do pre-election or post-election? Mm-hmm. Do we they, do this they won't for or after the midterms. Yeah, they're not bright enough. And th- that's the thing. Folks, the reason why it's so important that they get this done quickly is because there's a good chance that they are going to lose the Senate uh, in the 2022 elections. So they've got to do well, it, and I, they've I, got to get it done quickly because after that, well, then you're going to have to work with Republicans to try and get them, uh, to try and get a justice that is not as far left-leaning uh, as, uh, as, uh, uh, as we know they want. But no, so here's the scenarios you got to play out in your in your head, just like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do we uh, do we put Kamala on the court, right? If we put Kamala on the court, then we know we're losing the Senate, and we know she's not going to be the vice president. Okay, um, we gave her something, but we didn't want her to have it. But we didn't end up with her as president. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, do we do this post election uh, and take the chance of uh, you know she becomes president? You know. Uh, do we do we wait and try and do it now? Because listen, it might be 50-50, but you and I both know it's a 48-52 vote. We know that uh, you know that 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 all of the Democrats are not going to vote for this because there are a couple out there that actually believe in fair play and won't, wouldn't allow this to happen. Uh you know, I, with, with between Arizona and West Virginia. They're not going to let that happen. As so, I see it, they're gonna have to if, first of all, he's either going to have if they're going to nominate a qualified justice, someone who's truly qualified to sit on the Supreme Court. They're going to have to go beyond. He's going to have to break his pledge uh, to not. He's either going to have to break his pledge to nominate a black woman or now there are a couple of black female justices out there that are conservative leaning. Uh, He would have to nominate one of them. And uh, I don't see him doing that. I see him identifying a liberal judge. Uh, that is not a black woman. Maybe it'll be a woman. Maybe it'll be a an Asian woman. Or maybe it'll be someone who's gay. It'll it'll, it'll be someone who will, who will fit one of the you know uh, intersectionality quotas uh, that he's going to be looking to try and fill. 
And, uh, and listen, but and, they and, need Kamala and Harris's vote. And and announcing ahead of time that it's going to be a black woman that you nominate. And he did this a year ago. We know that. We know this before well, he even took office. He announced that he put a black woman in there. Uh, now he get it to get that, he did it know, to get that, Clyburn's vote uh, support when right. he was running for president. Right, and that just shows me right there he has he has no understanding of government. He has no understanding of efficiency. He has no understanding of professionalism. Because by saying I'm going to put a black woman in there is saying I'm not going to put the most qualified person in there. I'm well, and there are, all, there are by the way section. there are people who are gearing up to file lawsuits. Uh, if he nominates a black woman who is not qualified, you could actually see this this selection being yes. challenged in court because yes. uh, because well you're just you're not supposed to do that. There's actually already been a lawsuit. Uh, addressing yes. this, but this, this specific thing, not being yep. able to not not being able to select someone for a position like that just because of their race. Correct. Correct. So that could wind up holding it up in court. So I really think he's got he's going to have to think long and hard uh, if they plan on actually filling this seat with <laughs> who they want. Uh, they're going to with a liberal. Uh, they're going to have to think long and hard about that. Yeah, they, because he's not capable of thinking long and hard. Whoever does the thinking for him is going to have to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, moving right along to our next story. All right, so now we've got, there's this thing, and Mike and I, we've talked to you guys a little bit about this. We all know that there is this, this homelessness crisis, right, going on in this country. But is it really a homelessness crisis? Uh, the reality is, is that there have been a number of studies and polls have shown that 80 to 90% of the people uh, who are out there who are dealing with or experiencing long-term or, or, or really pervasive homelessness, it's actually a drug addiction issue. And one of the substances that people are identifying as a major culprit in this new, in this, this, this drug addiction is the new, what they call the new meth, right? And there's a group of folks out there who've actually created a website and they're actually marketing and they're talking about this new, once again, this new meth. Now, this is a new meth. It's called uh, P2P meth. It's, it's not necessarily new, but it's more prevalent. It's cheaper. Uh, and it is, it, the issue with this new particular meth is that it's, uh, it was, first of all, it's, it's, it's much, much more addictive, as noted in an article in, uh, in, in Newsweek. Um, it's also one of the things that they point out about this particular new meth uh, is that normally the use of meth, the prolonged use of methamphetamines can cause mental illness uh, in, in long-term use over years. Well, this new meth, it's been demonstrated that it can cause mental health, mental health issues like, uh, like uh, schizophrenia, like bipolar disorder, in, literally in weeks. And that, Mike, is how they're identifying and recognizing that people are basically losing it within weeks, losing their home, their ability to pay their mortgage or their rent, uh, and eventually winding up on the streets. You, Craig, if, uh, if, if people are going from having jobs, lives, and careers to trying the new meth and then ending up homeless, uh, you, you know, the, the, the job is not, excuse me, like you said, the problem is not homelessness. You know, the, the problem is, uh, I'm poor because I spent all my money on meth. All right. And I lost my house. Um, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, drug problems. I think, you know, maybe some people might be predisposed to, to addictions. Uh, but, uh, you've got to have a bit of self-control in your life. If you don't, you need to, uh, you need to reach out. You need to, uh, ask for assistance. Uh, if you, if you end up, uh, doing meth rec recreationally and, and you find yourself homeless it, you know what it's it's on you have a good time in california being meth and homeless uh you know just 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 keep that there 
You know, you guys seem to have all the answers for that. Oh, in New York too, they're giving you all the hotel rooms. Right. Well, using them right and, now. It, and the thing is, Mike, is that and it, it's kind of coming from a two pronged process. You have people who are are losing their jobs, or in some some cases, people are noting, you know, kind of depression over, you know, being stuck at home and uh, because of 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 COVID yeah, restrictions. You know, no, my stop, my point is is that people too. are people are utilizing. It's kind of like this. It's like imagine if. This were marijuana. There are people who are casual drug users who right. are using what they thought was the old meth and are now using the new meth and they're finding out too late that yeah, no, this 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 ain't your daddy's meth methamphetamines. Well, listen, meth is not a casual drug. You know, you know, I'm uh, you know, by any means. And if you're into meth, you're not doing it casually. Um and you know, whether it's uh, you know, you you're just addicted to hardcore, you're trying to mentally escape some other some other things. Meth is not an a, 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 an occasional uh, you know a, a common day drug. Um, you've got issues if you're if you're on meth, and uh, if you make that choice, you, you know you're you're on you. I, I personally don't understand why my tax money uh, you know has to go for uh, you know out to California to help your programs to try and treat these homeless people getting off their meth. You know, you know what? I, Mike, I don't I, know that I have the answer. Mike, I, uh, Mike, I, I, I don't disagree, except that there are people literally, my, my only point is this, is that instead of spending all, we're spending a lot of money on homelessness resources and we're not spending enough on addressing uh, the drug addiction problem. And in many cases, because these people who are, because these people who are addicted are allowed to camp wherever they want, because there are law, the laws are not being uh, enforced when it comes to them, there's no real impetus for them to be, to, to, to get off of, to get off of drugs. I mean, they've literally made it easy in places like California and in places like New York and other liberal cities and, and states throughout the country. They've made it easy for them to stay addicted to drugs. And so there's no real consequences except, okay, yeah, you got to sleep in a tent on the streets. But, right, right. You know, and, and we need to stop. We need, you know, again, you get those certain policies where we're just going to coddle to them, you know, right. Uh, again, do I do I think there's a there's some sort of uh, you know could this be a, this is this health issue? Well, sure, sure, it's got something mm -hmm. to do with health. Now it has something to do with your health, uh, you know. But I think a lot of people get there because we coddle them too much. Every you know people well, any anyway these days. Right, but we also need to be pushing and talking about this issue for what it really is. And you and I talk about this. There there are root causes, right? And and yeah. and it's homelessness is 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 an issue, but it may not necessarily be the root cause of this issue. Mental illness. And yeah, drug addiction. I've said this all root times. There's listen. There's a significant. There's a significant portion of homeless that are veterans, and uh, the veterans have just chosen to say, hey, "Screw it, I'm done with society." You know, right? Uh, I'm going to go out there and do that, and that doesn't mean they're necessarily uh, alcohol or drug addicted either. It's just uh, you know what we give these people a certain set of skills to live without you know b b buildings and running water, and they've chosen to take that set of skills and go go live in the woods. You know, right. Uh, if that's well, what they and, want to do, that's what they Mike, want to do. But I, I think at some point, you also need to stand up I completely and look at the homeless that. population and say, you know, get off my lawn, you dirty, rotten, stinking bum. You know, I'm not but giving do you, you a dollar. Does, does that population represent 80 to 90% of the people who are homeless? No, no, absolutely not. And no. that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about yeah. the explosion. Yeah. I think that number, the number we're talking about of veterans has probably been pretty consistent over time. I, I yeah. Honestly, I will admit, I do not have data to back that up. But right. once again, there's been an explosion of of homelessness or people living on the streets 
uh, throughout the country, but especially in many of our urban centers. And the only right. point that I'm making here is maybe we ought to try and find out why there's an explosion. And in many cases, this helps explain some of that. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, listen, there's, there's more, you know, predominant drugs out there. You know, it's a, uh, it went from heroin to meth 2.0. And, uh, you know, I just, I think the way we deal with it needs, needs updating because the, the coddling doesn't work. Com- completely agree. Coddling does not work. In fact, uh, there's a program that they were doing in Rhode Island and I think they still are in Providence, Rhode Island. And what they did was, is that if you got caught committing a crime and it was found that you were drug, drug, a, a drug addicted, you had two choices. You were either going to jail or you were going to a rehab program, an, in, an in-house rehab program, so that you could at least get to the point where you were not, you you were off the drug and could make a deci- start making positive decisions in your life and then yes. provide resources yeah. to keep you off the drug. Um, yeah. yeah. That program actually works. Right. Um, or at least it's demonstrated that it works. But when you tell people, yeah, no, we're not going to penalize you for the crimes that you commit because you're homeless, that that is not working. That is yeah. just flat out not working, and uh, in many cases we're seeing we're we're actually seeing the failure of that. Yep, there you go. Now, speaking of things not working, or who knows, maybe maybe it is actually going to work. Uh, we have the Olympics coming up in in China, and uh, well, we have uh, a number of our well, we all know that the media, our media, our mainstream media is all about propaganda. Uh, we all know that it's mostly about left wing communist socialist propaganda. And, well, it has now been officially confirmed that, well, uh, NBC News is now working with or colluding with the propagandist in communist China to promote the Beijing Olympics. Now, why are they doing this? Because they want people to watch the Olympics because it's going to be on their channel. Now, mind you, they've said that they're not sending any announcers to China. So it'll be real interesting to see the things that they hear. And by the way, the reason why they said they're not sending people to China is because... Uh, it has already been noted that if any of the announcers who are there covering the event, if they say anything that is anti-Chinese, uh, that they will in fact be arrested. Uh, that is no, no doubt. That is like, you are going to go to, you will be arrested. You will go to jail. Uh, if you say thing, bad things about China. So I am guessing they're going to watch it on TV like we are, and they're going to commentate from here. Uh, but the question is, are they actually going to say the things, uh, talk truth, truth to power about what's going on there in China. Uh, I doubt that they will, uh, but I'm finding it very hard to believe that they won't, that, that, uh, that they're not going to say anything. Uh, put that, uh, put that back up there for us again. Let me see that. Let me see that uh, headline again real quick. Um, first off, Craig, uh, let's just uh, be clear. Uh, communism is, uh, is the devil, right? Uh, let's, uh, we want, I want communism to, uh, to die a horrible, painful death. Uh, you know, kill a commie for mommy, kill a commie for Christ. Uh, you know, that's that's how we grew up, right? Um, communism. We know we know it's uh, it's the ownership of people. Every citizen is is a slave. There is no such thing as citizens in a communist nation. Um, so let's be clear on that. Having said that, uh, um, go go back up to the top title, the top uh, title there. Let's see the uh, the current the headline. Yeah, here we go. Uh, let me let me let me translate this, all right? Because this is the most ridiculous thing I've seen today. American propagandists at NBC collude with propagandists in the communist China, or or uh, American um, uh, advertising marketing people at NBC have coordinated with the marketing people in China to promote the Olympics. Pretty much, that's who they are. 
But they're still yeah, that's propaganda. What it is. That's, that's all. What American propagandists at NBC? You mean the marketing people? You mean the marketing <laughs> people? The, prop- the marketing people, because that's what they do. They right. they they promote. They're going to promote the Olympics. That's what they want to do. You have to make sales. Wait, they colluded with the Chinese. You mean they 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 contacted them and made a deal because that's what you do when you cross international boundaries for television rights well but but the the key is going to be this is they're trying to make it look all hunky-dory and all pretty um they're trying to make it look like oh all is good in china and china is so great and this is a great place to be holding the olympics we know that's a lie yeah yeah we all know it's a lie but then again communism bad but the title of the story sounds like it came it's not the, like the title of the story sounds line. like it came from the Daily Caller. Okay, you know, this this, this, right. sounds, this well, sounds like <laughs> well, but like yeah, the, this is propaganda about the propagandists. Because by the way, just just to be to be clear, let, let, hold on, let me show you, pull it up again. Now, mind you, I, I fully admit this is propaganda about the propagandists because it is from the Federalist. I'm yes. just saying, Mike's point is valid. <laughs> this is propaganda about the propagandists. Exactly right. Yeah. Let us not. Let us not look. I will be the first to tell you, yes, this this there's a reason why this is called two-way news and conservative views. That's right. Yes, we That's are right. promoting we're not promoting lies, but we yes. are promoting a perspective. How That's about correct. that? There you go. <laughs> but so yeah, but no, it's it's all about marketing. And obviously, uh they the goal of the folks over at NBC is not necessarily to promote communism, although who knows, maybe some of them are. But the right. goal here is to promote uh, the Olympics, to promote NBC, and to get people to watch it. That's, that's the point. Is that's the point? Is we we want to promote the Olympics because we have a vested interest in the Olympics. We know that any promotion of China means promotion of communism, but we've got to find that middle ground so we can promote the American athletes over there and their victories without making it look like we're promoting China and communism. Exactly. There you so, go. Exactly. You 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 got you got the point exactly. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on and talk about uh, communist oppression. The city of San Jose has finally passed. I mean, they've been talking about, the city of San Jose has been talking about passing legislation or, 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 or laws there in the city uh, that, would, that would restrict gun owners' rights by requiring liability insurance. That doesn't exist. Uh, that is illegal. Uh, and by requiring them to pay a fee uh, in order to exercise their constitutional right uh, to go to a nonprofit that has no government, con- spend uh, gov- ta- dollars that have no tax dollars that have no, has no government control over it. Uh, so we all know that that's the case. Well, the city of San Jose has finally, finally passed, uh, passed that, uh, uh, what we call it, we'll call it legislation. So they finally got it. They finally put it in place and Everybody now is chiming in about their desire to sue the city of to sue the city of San Jose, and uh, Mike, I just wanted to uh, to just once again give you another shout out. Did you think they were actually going to pass this? And what do you think they were thinking when they decided to put this in place? Well, remember this has been sitting in a, uh, you know in a holding pattern for over a year now. But they 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 declared their intent to pass this ordinance. In fact, they passed the ordinance, if I recall, Craig, they passed the ordinance without any verbiage to it. They said, okay, here's what we want. We want uh, we want this to be the end state, but uh, we don't know how to word it, so we're going to give it to our attorneys. You remember they gave it to the city attorneys for them to figure it out how to word it. Well, I guess they took a year and finally figured out how to word it, so now it's going to go forth and be, uh, be put into the city ordinance. Um, 
you know, we, we knew this was going to happen because this is again the whole the whole. Well, we know what the state law says, but we our 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 intent is 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 uh, you know more important than the state law. So we have to do this to save the children and whatever other garbage lies they want. Um, we 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 know that, but uh, as a as a as talking about a a lawsuit, um, listen, I you you'd have to you'd have to really 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 work too hard to convince me that the FPC or Second Amendment Foundation does not have a lawsuit in the can waiting to go for this. All they were waiting for was the final verbiage that was going to go into the uh, the ordinance. I bet you this is filed within uh, a week after it's been uh, the law has been declared valid. Well, the Firearms Policy Coalition has already put out a statement, uh, once again, in anticipation of this of this uh, uh, decision. And in the end, you will find that, yes, they will be filing a lawsuit. And yes, indeed, they will win this. They will win this yes. particular lawsuit against the city of, of San Jose. And like, you know, while I while I hate to see people trying to take away the rights or, or undermine the constitutional rights of individuals, you know, the, the one thing I will say is right now with the current makeup of the Supreme Court, the idea is it's nice because now we can take it to court and we can challenge it and we can get the ruling uh, so that if any other city throughout the country decides they're going to go do some go do something uh, evil and illegal like this, uh, that they, they they'll know that, yeah, no, you're not allowed to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, like I said, uh, you know, uh, many, uh, many pats on the back to, uh, uh, you know, Brandon and Adam and all our good friends over there at FPC for having this ready to go. Exactly. exactly. And by the way, I'm sure they won't be the only ones. <laughs> nope, you're right. you're right. All right. Moving right along, we go on to our parting shot. And, you know, you guys have no idea how long it takes. And we, we, do, we decided to do the parting shot because we, we either wanted to leave the show every day on kind of a, an important note, like this is, a, this is a message we want to send, or at the very least, because we talk about so many, you know, anti-gun, anti-liberty uh, items on here where people are attacking our, our liberties, we wanted to always kind of end it on a light note. So, you know... This is our first part of our parting shot where we wanted to let you guys know uh, this is what it's like going through looking for memes uh, that, that we feel that you would appreciate uh, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to dealing with some of these issues. Uh, they're not always nasty and inappropriate unless, of course, you're watching it. You're watching the show and you, show and you are an anti-gun lefty. Then uh, everything you believe or you see on here, we probably believe is uh, nasty and inappropriate. Uh, you know, listen, folks. Uh, we do we do our best. We do our best to bring you uh, the most uh, most current, the most applicable, you know, memes and parting shots we can. And sometimes that takes minutes to find. Oh, uh, and by know, the way, just... for those of you who are listening on the podcast, which you can find wherever you get podcasts, it's a meme. It's a meme. Basically, it's uh, uh, got uh, uh, was it, uh, Bilbo Baggins. Uh, looking at uh, 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 looking at the ring, and he says, "Me looking for memes to steal." Then it says, "That's so nasty and inappropriate. My friends will love it." <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know sometimes it takes us minutes to find the proper meme and uh, and bring it to you. And uh, most of the time, though, it's it's me sending things to Craig and him going, "No, we can't put that on the TV. No, 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 no we can't do that. We can't do that." I had exactly. the opportunity to let you know why we were going to be Japanese heroes. Craig said no. Exactly, so. exactly. So now, now yeah, no. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> yes, we know that one will not we will not be discussing. Moving right along, so today's meme. Today's uh alert. So, 
here you have a guy who's sitting in uh, sitting in the doctor's office, and the doctor asks him, "Do you have any guns in your home?" And then it says, "Me, I have a gun in your office." <laughs> I found this particularly amusing because I, in fact, have said this to my doctor yep. <laughs> during yep. uh, while in his office. Because first of all, my attitude is that's completely inappropriate, and. If he were to turn and say, and, and once again, I know my doctor, so he didn't have an issue with it. But but if my doctor had said, uh, well, you know, that's wholly inappropriate, I would have said, yeah, you're asking me if I have a gun in my home is wholly inappropriate. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, we can go there for uh, go there for an hour and give you the talk about uh, Doc's first Glocks. But uh, yeah, I thought this was a rather funny, you know, <laughs> do you have a gun in your home? Home. I got one in your office. <laughs> that's, just, that's hilarious right there. I usually Very let nice. them find the gun during the exam. <laughs> very nice very nice okay uh before we head out of here mikey shout out to our sponsors hey hey to our good friends at uh, gorilla machining grid defense and the california republican assembly and while i'm sitting here it looks like i can show you right here i've got uh well that's my wrong finger but uh the the gorilla machining is uh is, is calling and texting while we're here on the air so uh they must have he must have heard me say something wrong and wanted to comment on it <laughs> I find that interesting. Yeah, folks, please make it a point. Visit them. Their links are in the description to this video or to this podcast. Visit them. And when you visit them, make sure you tell them the guys over at The Rundown sent you. Also, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, encourage your friends to do the same. Share, by the way, share this. Share this podcast. Share this video uh, on your page so that everybody, more people can learn about the rundown. They can see it uh, and they can tune in and they can like, share and subscribe. And oh, by the way, in the case of YouTube and on Facebook, make sure you hit the notification button. That way you're notified every single time that we go live and you can participate in the live chat as the program is taking place. Yep, there you go. And, uh, and, and listen, congratulations. I didn't get to say this yesterday to David Ortiz, the newest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame, although I don't necessarily agree that a designated hitter should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. There you go. All right, folks, that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, please make sure to, uh, please make sure to uh, once again, like, share, subscribe, encourage your friends to do the same. We will be out of here and we will see you tomorrow on Freedback Friday. Woo-hoo.